Not sure if you all know this, but Adrian and I both have YouTube channels. My YouTube channel, if you can please subscribe, is Nevermore Records. Adrian's is Plastic Realm Toys. You can also follow us on Instagram at HNH underscore podcast and find us on Facebook. We even have a private group. Just send a request and we'll let you in. Follow our recording studio on Instagram at Nevermore underscore records underscore EPTX and our guitar company on Instagram at Nevermore underscore guitars. I mean, you guys are, you consider yourself an HM2 band? I consider myself a Wolverine Blues hardcore band, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> And, uh, you know, I say that because it's in vain of what that album was. Like, And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Half and Half Podcast. Hey. Hey. So uh, we got a special guest here. Super excited. Yep. Quote unquote special. (laughs) Before we get started, really quick, I just wanted to send a quick shout out to uh, uh, Hero Music, which is where we're located. And uh, Hero Music, if you're a musician, if you're into audio, located, we are one of our studios is located inside Hero Music, the uh, music store of El Paso. Um, So, yeah, check it out. 1700 Zaragoza. There's also another one off the freeway. If you are looking for, especially, I know I was talking to um, the dudes over there and they were talking about they're going to have some really good Black Friday sales. So, uh, Oh, yeah. They've saved my... Hero has saved my ass a number of times. They were your hero? <laughs> yeah. A number of times. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, if you're if you're listening and you're looking for any of that stuff, gear, uh, head on over to Hero Music in El Paso. That's right. All right. Check them out. So, uh, we have a special guest today. So let me say something about our guest before we get started. As you know, as our listeners know, we um, we're very selective about who we have on here. Yeah, and it's not like out of arrogance or anything. It's it's literally just that when we do this, it's very special to us. Right, our podcast time, our our moments, since we do it like you know twice, sometimes three times a month, and so we have to be very careful about. You know, we have a lot to say to each other. So when we fill those gaps with guests, we want to make sure they're quality guests. And yep. when I met Marco, who I met through my brother, Eric, Eric Ward, thank you. Um, the legendary Eric Ward, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> um, Lord Eric. Just, you know, like three things stand out. Like one, something that we didn't talk about while we were in the control room. You're like almost like a long time vegan. You're a uh, a, a trained jujitsu fighter, a guitar player, but also a left-handed guitar player. Yep. But we'll get into that right now. Yeah. Okay. But anyways, I'm excited to hear that one because you told me about that. One. Yeah, yeah. It's quite so the introduction. Thank you, Marco, guitar player for the band Saberwolf, is just like an all-around like I want to get to know this guy more. Yeah, because he just everything about you is just fucking cool as shit yeah, so thank, you, thank you so much for taking the time oh, to be here yes thank absolutely you guys. i've only thank been you in your presence for 20 minutes i'm already like this is the dude <laughs> <laughs> thank you brother thanks <laughs> so uh marco um born and raised in el paso uh yes born and raised in el paso northeast el paso my whole life went to parkland nice uh yeah um 
from here. Mm-hmm. So have you ever ventured out or and come back or are you just I, kind of primarily stationed I, here so, since for life? Um, I've uh, always that's a here. bad thing, by the way. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I've always, I think it's bad if um, you don't go out of your way to travel. Right. Actually, if you don't go on tour or whatever it might be, uh, visiting somewhere else, because I feel like you just stay complacent. You stay ignorant, actually, I think, in a lot of ways. And you might not realize, realize it at that time, but you're intaking things from different towns, different cultures, and bringing that back here. And I think that's important because that makes you who you are. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. I feel like some of the best most intellect most well-cultured people are are the most traveled people and the least racist yeah oh for sure <laughs> for sure dude for you're, sure you're, if you come from a place that has so many of so much culture i think you're gonna see less of those kind of things that's just my opinion yeah yeah you know i mean but uh i think in a in a place where you don't really see a lot of that you build a lot more ignorance right know? yeah of course no i couldn't agree more yeah, yeah that's huh? why uh those uh, dense racist places throughout the world <laughs> are usually the people that are just been there their whole lives and yeah. don't know anything else. So there. it's uh, yeah. one of those things. But uh, I'm a big into politics guy, and he's not. So you know, it's funny. I'm 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 really not either. I'm not a big politics guy, and I think I should get into it. Sometimes I think about it, but sometimes I have this thought in my head. I'm like, I think the world is so. Our life is so short for me to be worried about yeah. bullshit a lot of the time. Yeah. Dude, I agree. That that's perfect example. I number two, I'm a I'm a stay in my own lane type of dude, right? Like you say gray, I say black, whatever, whatever. man. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I sleep I sleep well at night. So if I kinda believe a little bit of yours, I kinda believe a little bit of yours, well We're good, right? That's, that's my shit. You know what I mean? And the set the I guess it's it's kind of a double edged sword, like for me, because of my job. So like I teach college you know, in the evenings. And so I have to know. So I teach like war and culture. I teach. I had no idea. That's yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I have to always be up to date uh, about kind of what's going on in the yeah. world to make those connections to the past. So it's one of those things. But honestly, I kind of wish that I didn't know what I know, if that makes sense, because it kind of makes you a little bit jaded. Yeah. And it makes you very frustrated with just the world, you know? And well, especially with, with with everything going on now, like all the war and stuff, whatever, dude, it makes me feel like, dude, the, I think, I, this is just my opinion, I feel like the world is fucked, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. like there's always gonna be war no matter what. The humanity is gonna end itself in some way. Humanity is uh, truly like, I, I think we're our own worst um, enemy in, a, in, in every way. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, we are hundred percent, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. But um, the devil. no, but I mean, I really um appreciate the fact that you know you're somebody of your intellect, somebody of like your thinking. It you know stay it stays here in El Paso because I feel like a lot of people, especially our listeners that aren't from El Paso, El Paso, we lose a lot of good people. Because sometimes El Paso can be one of those places that makes you feel like there's got to be more, you know. And uh, but you know what? The people that do stick around or venture out and come back and and kind of allow their their minds, so to speak, to be a part of El Paso, um, you know, good things start to happen. A good example is like one of my business partners, Pepe, who owns Let There Be Rock School. Like if that dude stayed in LA like that school wouldn't be here and that school is making a huge impact in the community oh, you know there's just things like that is what yeah. I'm talking about so yeah. 
anyways, I appreciate the fact that you're here and you're able to Thank be you. here with no, us. No, for sure, dude. <laughs> I'm just uh, uh, some dude, you know what I mean? <laughs> a cool fucking dude. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, did you have anything you wanted to touch on before we really get into it? Because I know uh, we always do our catching up. Oh, okay. our our typical catching up. Actually, no, I didn't write anything. I didn't have any okay. ideas because I, I didn't want yeah, to take, take away, away his shine. Exactly. Know, <laughs> but, um, but of course, like we had mentioned to Marco... Like this is a, you know, conversation that we like to have. We don't want to like drill you with questions. Although I do have a lot of questions you can for you. <laughs> I have one. I have <laughs> one. <laughs> I have Jesus one in particular Christ. that I'm oh, dying so okay. to know. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, no, yeah. Because you, you see them all like ready, yeah. ready to go. Okay. You're left-handed, right? Oh. You write left-handed, all of it, right? Like um, you are left-handed? So, yes. Yeah, so, uh, weird story. Uh, my uncle was really obsessed with like, well, he was just dressed a little like, like a genuine metalhead guy, you know, whatever. And he grew up with like Slayer, Metallica, you know, all those like gateway bands, whatever. But he liked Entombed a lot too, which is mm-hmm. weird. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he eventually denounced all that kind of stuff. I later on became hardcore, like a uh, 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 a Christian and stuff, whatever. But became a blues player. Oh wow! So I remember being a kid at my grandma's house because I grew up. At her house, you know, whatever, with like my aunt, uh, with my two uncles, my my aunt, you know, whatever, uh, my mom, you know, and um, I would sneak into his room and play his guitar when he wasn't there because he'd get pissed at me if I went into his room at any time, dude. Right, right. He was either always working out or doing something. I, I, because and, and growing up without a father, you know, seeing him how he was, I picked up on a lot of his shit. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, yeah, I, I sneak into his room and I would just like, uh push his guitar um, onto me you know whatever um but i started playing a left-handed but reverse left-handed so i don't even have the strings properly left-handed it's right-handed so i just flip a right-handed one over over Hmm. yeah wow and to to this day i'm gonna move this mic closer to you oh you're good to this day that's how you play right you play yes the guitar is for anybody without all the technical terms it is upside down Yes, you upside down upside down a left-handed guitar huh yeah mm-hmm. see what intrigued me about that is i'm left-handed also all the good ones are. <laughs> <laughs> and um, when my dad first bought me a bass, I put it like this. And he was like, no, it's wrong. And I'm like, what do you mean it's wrong? This is what this is how it feels. He said, no. And I was like, so I'm supposed to play it like this? I don't know how to play like this. And he basically told me, fucking figure it out. So I'm a right-handed musician, but everything else, when, uh, when I train in boxing, writing, everything is left-handed other than music. That's weird how you bring that up because I'm... When I write, I'm left-handed. When I eat, I use my right hand. When I play soccer, my power leg is my right leg. Oh, wow. You know That's interesting. Mean? When I yeah. do boxing or when I, like, stand and do shit, you know what I mean? Is it right-handed? It's right-handed. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I was going to say. Right away, I saw your so hands. so weird. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Weird as fuck. So how did you know that you were doing it wrong? Like, not wrong, but, like, that yeah. it was upside down? I mean, it was it's wrong to everybody else, but to you, it was right, so... It, it, it was weird, because I knew I was playing it wrong, but I was getting everything down that I was being shown that way. So when I would play right, uh, right-handed or actually proper, like, uh, 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 left-handed, it didn't come out the same, so I just wanted to go back to being comfortable to how I, I'm used to it. Right. Because of my uncle's uh, shit, you know what I mean? yeah. So, uh, yeah, cause of be- because of my uncle's uh, guitars and how they were strung and because it was a right-handed guitar, I just happened to have gotten used to playing that way. 
That's crazy. I, I don't even think I've ever turned a guitar upside down to see what it would feel like. It's weird because it, it feels so foreign to me now when the thick strings are on the very top. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck is this? Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like I'm learning how to play again. <laughs> right, right. So if yeah. somebody were to hand you an actual left-handed guitar. I'd be like, I don't know what the it's fuck. It's weird, right? Yeah, it, it, I'm like, I can't even play my own songs on this shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow, weird. dude. I need to see that. I need to, we, I yeah, need to hand you a guitar I've, I've tried to teach myself how to play bass left-handed. So of course I don't have le a left-handed bass, so everything's upside down, and that's what—that's the part that trips me out. You know what I mean? And to learn how to palm you backwards was such a fucking issue, bro. Oh wow! Because yeah, I didn't I know how to do that. that. So if you ever listen to the first like uh, uh, um, uh, saber wolf stuff, whatever, there's no palm muting at all, really. Really? Because I had to learn how to. It took me a couple of years yeah. to really learn how to get it down properly backwards. That makes sense. Wow. That's interesting. That's dedication, man, because most people would have been like, I'm just going to get the right. I'm fucking done. But that's the beauty of playing like, like hardcore and stuff, whatever, is that you don't need to know. You don't need to be technical and oh, do all yeah. this crazy shit. You're only playing like three chords and that's a fucking song. Even two chords, you know what I mean? So yeah. I think that was the beauty of me starting in a hardcore band is that like, uh, I, I grew as a musician while I was playing this genre. Right, right. And then that made me love death metal more because I started saying, oh, you know what? I want to get better at this. So I started getting influenced by more of that or um, or even like past musicians like uh, uh, Randy Rose. I'm like, damn, I want to play like like somewhat of that. You know what right, I mean? A little, yeah, yeah. like just a, a tiny bit of that. And even yeah. now I'm, I can't at all, uh -huh. but it's an influence of me to pushes me to get better at playing and making more notes and Instead of just doing like three chords. You know right, I mean? of course. So then that, that makes me ask the question, that means that most of the music that you do know of other artists, you had to learn by ear because you can't just go pick up a tab and f it's hard. I would imagine it's harder to flip it around. So you've been forced to kind of have to learn by ear. Yeah, I had to learn by ear. So Pelican was pretty much uh, the band that I first listened to that I was trying to imitate because I'm like, this is simple post-rock, uh, post-metal stuff. I could try to imitate it. And that's when... Um, when I first got my, my guitar, you know, uh, mm -hmm. I was trying to imitate that. And I was 18 years old. So I, I was playing prior to that, but like not seriously. Like, you know right, what I mean? Like right. it was just kind of things that um, I dabbled in and I would play like like one of Metallica mm -hmm. or some stupid shit yeah, or yeah. like, you know, bullshit, whatever. But uh, when I really try to pick it up and try to be serious about it, that's the band that I try to imitate the most, uh, Pelican. Okay. And I and I think Knife Party uh, was the first song I learned how to play from uh, from. Uh, from a uh, 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 Deftones and stuff, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. I, I knew I was like, where is that from? Oh, yeah, Deftones. First song I ever learned how to play, it's like, ding, 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 ding. You know what I mean? It's, it's, the, it's the same chord, but you're just moving your fingers slightly to the side and right. then back. Yeah, yeah. So when, once I got that down, that was really my key to learning how to play by myself because I'm okay. If I could play Knife Party, okay, so it, it must be not that, it's probably not that different if I can play this, you know? Right, that makes so sense. So that's when I started to, to write shit, you know? So when you play live, do a lot of people notice? Some people notice. I think they get weirded out. Yeah? yeah. Like, I'm sure most of it is are musicians that notice, right? I think it's mostly musicians and uh, uh, mostly people from touring bands. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah. dude, like, how the fuck do you do that? I'm like, I don't even know, bro. I've been doing this so long <laughs> that, I've been doing this so long that, uh, you know, it just, it's very natural to me, dude. I can't play guitar any other way. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I truly can't, dude. Like it, it's, 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 I'm not going to say it's impossible, but it's pretty close to that because yeah. uh, I'm so used to just doing that. You know what I mean? So if you ever wanted to learn a song that's very chord heavy, right? Like a G chord, D chord, 
Good luck. <laughs> Good luck to myself. <laughs> it's it's horrible. Are there are there other musicians that you all are aware of that plays that that no. same way? Um, Not me. I don't know. Any. One of the King artists. What's his name? Uh, there's BB King. There's a. Uh, oh okay. Um, Albert King. Oh. Okay. Albert King plays that way. Really. Albert really. King, yeah. Huh. Albert King's a bad motherfucker, dude. Yeah. He's sick, dude. Wow. And the only, and I I, I wouldn't have been exposed to any of that if it wasn't for my um uncle, you know, because. My uncle was super heavy into Albert King, BB King, Stevie Ray Vaughan, and all stuff, whatever. Yeah. And uh, I uh, I have a picture in my head of right, right now him doing that whole backwards uh thing, whatever, where, where he puts a, the guitar behind his head and shit, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. My uncle took that exact photo. Oh wow. Yeah, you know. That's cool. Yeah. So, that kinda, oh, go ahead. No, go go. You go. So that kind of leads me to my next question. When we speak to people who who are into hardcore and metal and black metal and stuff like that, one of my you read my mind. I was, was going to ask the same fucking thing. One of my favorite questions to know is, right, because we all love metal, right? But sometimes you get tired of it. Outside of metal, what what other genre is your favorite genre or, or another non-metal artist? Definitely like hip-hop, uh, trance, ambient music. Um, I love a lot of ambient music, actually. Hell yeah. He's a big hip-hop dude. Hip hop, trans, and DJ sets. Gangstar. Oh um, shit! Gangstar is my favorite hip hop group of all time, dude. That, yes, that, and, I, and I feel like hip hop and hardcore go hand in hand. Thank you. They do. We had this conversation. Yeah, one we time. did. We did. They have us. They there's a, a message always, right? Yeah. Hardcore and all stuff, and in hip hop too. Well, and, and, and in real hip hop, you know what I mean? But uh, keyword <laughs> real. real. And I and I say that in terms of like the origin of what it started as. Right. You know, not really flaunting like how much money you have now and shit like right. that. Like. It's cool and all if you want to, you know, hear that kind of shit. But I'm saying in terms of like an artist that, that isn't really about the imagery so much, but is about the a message. Right. I think that's important. You know? Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think I think you and I had had a, kind of a brief conversation about this about like the connection between like, uh, like Brooklyn hardcore rap and like the Brooklyn hardcore scene. Mm-hmm. Like how there's like even like this meshing of like um band members that have done the jump back and forth they do hip-hop and then they're doing yeah. a hardcore band and it's, it's really i mean when you look at it even if you look at the way people look in those scenes like you can't tell one from the other right. they're just the same yeah it's pretty cool um so hip-hop other what other artists do you come to mind when you when you think hip-hop uh oh for hip-hop uh a p rock um, and see all smooth yes yeah. <laughs> uh you're taking some old group school home. Good shit. Yeah. I like all that shit, dude. Um, all that shit's uh, fucking dope. Uh, uh, a lot of like jazz hip hop stuff too, like uh, 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 Nujabez and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, Nujabez is bad, dude. Yeah, he's pretty much the Jay Dilla of Japan. Okay, he's he's fucking dope, and he's he kind of records his own instruments and stuff. Whatever, he'll do a lot of, like a hip hop uh, beat over it, kind of thing. You know, whatever. Uh, he's a he's a dope dude. But I got, I got into Nujabez and I was like in high school, dude. Okay, wow, dude. Yeah, that's awesome. Did anybody? get you into that or how did you discover that genre dave mira bmx2 oh okay yeah Gangstar dude, was on there yeah moment of of truth is still one of my, my favorite songs of all time yeah. yeah and uh that song was on the soundtrack for that game that's that's like uh like like tony hawk did that too man yeah. tony hawk got a lot of people into punk i'm sure yeah, too and dude. like a lot of fucking people but so my my entrance into hip-hop was was that game because wow, of that song yeah that's really fucking cool yeah, Thanks, I, I like that connection man. Yeah. moment of truth yeah um so influence wise in your own playing i know you've mentioned you've thrown out like blues players you know the hip-hop but like uh i know we spoke about in tomb but like if you had to directly say like you know what like 
whenever there's this uh, a couple of a band or two or three or whatever that just they really really kind of help me to drive my style who who would that be for you uh Bo from um from uh, from um, Harm's Way uh he has a really cool style that I've I've tried to that's been really influential for um um, our band, mm-hmm. Justin Broderick from uh, uh, um, Godflesh. Okay, uh, he he's he's weird. He has like this weird little arch and does this shit and like uh-huh. he plays, but he's like amazing and he plays like post metal. He does like ambient stuff, hip hop stuff. Godflesh is like a heavy ass band. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, of course. Um, so I'll say Justin Broderick, Bo, uh, Lutters. I think um, is his last name. Uh, um, and then I would say. Jesus, another because uh, those two, are, those are the two. Oh, you know what? Harley uh, 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 Flanagan. I like his aggression when he's playing. I know he plays a bass and shit, whatever. But like, just like his nastiness of just being in person live, like he's an aggressive person. Yeah, and he brings that out uh, as his not even a persona on stage. That's how he actually is. You know what I mean? And I just feel like uh, bringing that energy into a live. Uh, show is right. like is is important yeah and, you know, of course. he keeps that he keeps that um like um he's not he's not putting an act that's right. how he really is yeah 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 and i like that well when he plays bass he's playing like aggressively he's like in your face and like he means it. he doesn't give a fuck he's like yelling and shit you know yeah what I mean? yeah like, of course i think it's a combination of those three Bo, justin and uh and um yeah, yeah that's right yeah, that's right yeah yeah that's awesome man yeah I mean, that's one thing that we always talk about is that live performance element that a lot of bands miss the mark on. Big time. You know, and yeah. that live performance to to be able to, to give off that energy that mm-hmm. you feel from the music, it's huge. It's so big. So, I, I mean, how do you, I'm sure, I've never seen you guys live. Are you guys playing live anytime soon? Because I would love to see you guys. We're oh. playing on the 29th of this month with oh, Frozen Soul. I will see you, dude. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. will see you because, uh, yeah, I'll be there for sure. Yeah, yeah. Frozen Soul, we knew those guys from San Antonio from way back in the day because we played some like weird ass fucking little like bar house kind of place, whatever. Uh-huh. And this is before they like really blew up, dude. So like we played it, we played to like ten people, I think. It was right. Plague Years, Frozen Soul, and us. And uh, bro, like they they blew the fuck up, and they deserve it, man. Like those guys work hard. They they're they're, they're cool ass dudes. Yeah, man. they're headlining the, the they're, they're tour, headlin- right? And they're like the hype death metal band right now. Like right. everybody, like damn, dude. Like that band is on is on every tour now. Like doing a bunch of cool ass shit. Like it's 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 fucking dope seeing. Like friends of yours, yeah, people yeah. who you know that were playing that shit, like make it big like that. Yeah, dude. of course. It's man. so fucking cool. Dude. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it, it makes me feel like one of us finally made it through. You know? Right, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Cool yeah. absolutely, man. Um, I had a question and I forgot it. I don't know. You got something on on you? And I was gonna say something right now too, and yeah, I forgot what the fuck I, I know, was gonna dude, say, dude. I, I was about to say, there's. I have a really interesting connection to to Frozen Soul, but I can't get into it. I can't spill any beans. Um, uh, but um. But yeah, I'll, but I will be there at that show. Okay. So, dude, I can't wait. And then we're also playing um, XBCX on December second too. Oh, okay. And that's with a couple of bands. That's like with with a Barbarian. Uh, I think it's their fifteen year uh, um, as a band. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, badass, uh, man. Awesome. Years. Yeah. So yeah. There, that's an interesting connection too, because I know you're friends with the Barbarian guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hector, actually, who I bought my Kemper from. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. It's just weird because like my my brother he's spoken about you guys and Barbarian for a long time and then now meeting you guys meeting Andy for example mm-hmm. and like 
just just weird how El Paso is a small place. Well, and David and Hector are my best friends. Oh, okay. Uh, David's more like my big brother. Right, like, right. He'll roast me all the time for like the dumbest shit. <laughs> we'll get into little like uh, um, arguments about nothing. You know right. what I mean? Whatever. Yeah. Um, and Hector, I feel like is like the guy that's never done those kind of things, but has always been there with me. You know what I mean? Whatever. So they're uh, he's he feels like uh, my best friend. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, but, but they both are. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course, uh, of course. Um, but me and David just fight like big brothers and stuff yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. Or, or like uh, brothers and stuff, you know, whatever. Hector, uh, my family was friends with Hector's family and Ruben's family, uh, in the sixties, um, um, in Juarez. Oh, wow. And they were partying it up over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, they miraculously moved in the Northeast next to each other in the nineties. <laughs> oh, shit. Or sorry, 1988, I think uh-huh, around there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And we were pretty much conceived around the same time oh really yeah, yeah. damn man so uh my grandparents are hector's parents age and my mom had me super young you know what i mean yeah yeah and uh uh i, I want to say she was uh 17 years old okay and so she had me super young so when when hector was born i was born around the, the like same time so our families have been friends for generations bro oh wow generations. Oh, that's awesome well you know i want to give a shout out to hector because you know what i don't so I've, I've been doing music production for a very long time. And uh, I, I, I've always gotten over the years a lot of metal bands that come to me. And a lot of people just don't know how to produce metal. But dude, when I heard your guys' stuff and I heard Barbarian, I was like, who's doing this shit? And then I met Hector. I actually went to go, when I bought, I bought the Kemper, it was just weird that, it, you know, we right away made the connection between Eric and the bands and stuff. And uh, dude, like his quality is there dude like it's so good dude and i don't normally shout out other local studios not out of a competitive thing but out of a like the quality's just not there and so it's like i feel like i don't know so but anyways dude audio dude his shit is on point man so like your guys's recordings if if you guys haven't listened to saber wolf or or barbarian it's barbarian texas i think right Uh on spotify yeah tx and saber wolf is w u l f -F, right there you go uh man it's good shit dude it's good it really is since we're gonna that's like a perfect segue the song endless endless dude when it get when it goes from all that heavy to that that fucking pretty bridge yeah and then it gets heavy again to that really pretty ending dude i fucking got chills man well it's kind of weird that it would i I actually improvised that part when i first played it and then i wanted to keep it um I think our band, since we had Marty in the band, Marty's our drummer. You know, uh-huh. uh, Marty's been in our band since 2016. I want to say. Okay. And he's he was always supposed to be our drummer, dude. Mm-hmm. He was married at the time when we first started the band. And he was going through a bunch of shit, you know, whatever. But uh, but when he was able to play again, he came for us. You know what I mean? And uh, ever since then, I feel like because I feel like prior to Marty, me and uh, David uh, always had like. Uh, and then, let me say this. We were always bumping heads because I wanted to sound a certain way. I wanted to do this and that, whatever. And you know how some bands, like, when they start a band, they know exactly how they want to sound like, and they blow the fuck up because they all come from, like, past, like, bands that did it well, you know, whatever right. kind of shit, whatever. Uh-huh. We weren't that band. We kind of, like, I grew as a musician in this band. I grew as a person in this band. I went through a lot of shit growing up through this band as I had this band. Um, our sound and our influences had changed a lot. Well, not really our influences so much, but like 
um, we we grew in style with the band. So uh, Saber was very much a hardcore punk band. I, I, I want to say it's a a a a a metallic hardcore band mixed with a Swedish a, a death metal band. Oh, okay, I and can that's see that. and that's the, the harmony that, yeah, that we have. I yeah, I could for sure see that yeah. because we love Earth Crisis and uh, uh, well, me. I like I love Earth Crisis. I love um, Entombed. So it's kind of like a combination of those two. Yeah. Awesome, dude. Yeah, and how long how long have you guys been together? 2000, um, 2011. Wow. Yeah, it's been a long time, dude. Yeah, yeah dude, that's that awesome. is. Wow. It's a fucking long time, bro. And we, there was a little break in between, I want to say, like for a couple of years. But So I remember playing shows with Earth Crisis, and I remember at that time it was weird because, well, it was weird to me at the time. The singer, he's he was vegan, if I remember correctly, like straight edge vegan. And so that kind of brings me to like, to you you're 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 also vegan and and that's another thing too right didn't you tell me that like yeah. you've never had like a drop of alcohol in your life so i had I, I drank a little bit before i was 18 but i was around a lot of dudes that were straight edge uh -huh. and I, I feel like my entire life has been kind of leading toward that uh -huh. you know like being that way you know whatever because my father was a um a um, alcoholic and uh my aunts from that from from that side they were all alcoholics my grandparents were um alcoholics wow. so and uh, my stepmom, who was married to my father, uh, she used to always say that men in my family are cursed. Oh, wow. Okay. And it's because they drank. Cause that, so that stuck she, with you. She thinks because of the alcohol, right. they were all cursed. Right. So I just made a vow when I was 18, uh, an oath to, to being sober, you know what I mean? My whole life, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I haven't broke that, and it's been 14 years now. So every wow. New Year's, it's another year. So at, at the end of this year, it's going to be 15 now. That's Crazy. amazing, man. And and you've been vegan for how long? Uh, I want to say five, six years. Yeah. So we'll get into the veganism stuff. So the alcohol stuff, that, that kind of stuck with you as a kid, I'm assuming, and it just kind of... Yeah, this is a guy that, like, you know, um, pretty much was doing drugs, uh, was, like, uh, beating on my mom here and there, you know? Right, and then, right. Like, not, not, not to get super serious but to get serious because we're on the topic yeah of course um yeah dude he was uh um i mean from, from what i know and from what i've gathered my whole life to this point that he was he wasn't a very a good person he was selective of his love right mm -hmm. as you should be i think but like not with your kids bro of course you know what oh, I mean? right Absolutely not. so when uh he was beating on my mom he didn't want to pay child support now whatever so he fled to Mexico. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. And then sure. he and uh I didn't hear about it till I was twenty three or something like that, whatever, but he 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 passed away over there. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Holy shit, man. Got uh to, to get super heavy, burned alive by a a local cartel, actually. Wow. So dude. holy shit. When I found out about that, I'm like, this reiterates more of my lifestyle of why I don't do it. Right. I, I don't know exactly what went on. I've heard stories here and there, mm -hmm. but um it reiterated more not to ever do any of that shit or to touch it. I have no reason for that. You know what I mean? Right, right. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. You know what's crazy about that? Uh, another friend of mine who's also an MMA fighter, he drinks and stuff. But his life, the way he leads his life is similar because his dad was also killed by a cartel in Mexico. And oh, it fuck. actually changed his kind of the way he lives his whole life and just in a different way towards other things, towards like... Uh, just being a like a, a really good person and stuff like that. So yeah. interesting, but um, wow, man, that's uh that's pretty heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. It, it's it's heavy shit, and uh, not to get too heavy. Uh, again, you know what I mean, whatever. But uh, 
but 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 because we're on the a topic of these kind of things, you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, dude, that uh, that's what happened. And uh, um, I remember being in math uh, tutoring at the time, and my grandma calls me. Yeah. And she's crying, saying how he died. I'm like, oh my god, what the fuck? I, I I didn't feel anything. Right. How can you feel something for a man that like really wasn't there for you? Right. Really yeah. wasn't uh, putting in that effort to try to see you. But uh, and it, and it's kind of weird because I want to say it was at the trail end of MySpace. Okay. Like the beginning of Facebook. Mm-hmm. He started getting messages from my brother from over there. Oh wow. And he started saying, hey, um, I'm your brother. We we never met before. This and that, whatever. Yeah, I have two sisters over here too, and my fa- my father started another family over there. Oh wow! So oh, when he died, shit. they moved over here. Damn. It's crazy, bro. Wow. Do you so have do you, a yeah, relationship with them now? My little brother kind of led into a similar path as my father, so oh. I don't speak to him. Okay. Uh, and my little sister moved to Florida with her boyfriend, and my little little sister, uh, she's fifteen right now or sixteen, um, she still lives here. So. Mm. And as far as like family that you grew up with, are you the only one? I was, um, or do you have brothers and sisters? I have, I have a little sister from my mom's side who okay. I grew up with. Okay. I never really grew up with, I, I never really got close to her either. It's kind of oh, weird. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I have a weird, uh, a childhood, you know? Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. I was, I was, I was very much the black, uh, sheep in my family. I was the first one to stop being, uh, um, uh, a Catholic, the, start, right. the first one to be in a band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first yeah. one to be a vegan. You know right, what I mean? Like right. all these little things to be um, a fighter too. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, it's crazy, man. So how did how does veganism play a role here? I didn't want to. Uh, well, it's kind of weird being sober. I think for so many years, uh, I think it like it led me into that route of my body had to like what I'm eating, what I'm putting on. Um, uh, 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 right now in terms of my clothes like my shampoo whatever it might be and i mean um i remember what was it i remember i saw a documentary like a uh, animal cruelty one when i was 18 and i'm like oh fuck and i remember for like three days i, I didn't eat anything of right me. right right but then after that i slowly went back into it and then i kind of had shunned that, that idea but i always knew it was like for me it wasn't the correct thing to do right right and then what was it i think it was what was that band? Shelter. Okay. I remember I got into Shelter in the early 2000 on um, and tens, mm-hmm. and I remember how they had like Krejna on the um, album covers, whatever okay, it might right, have been, right. you know. Uh-huh. And they had like mantras and stuff. And I'm like, what the fuck are they speaking about? But it was an a a a a a a, 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 a metallic um hardcore band, you know, whatever. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And so when I looked up what they were speaking about, it was Krishna consciousness. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Oh, wow. You know what I mean? yeah, yeah. So that led me into like, uh, you know, into learning about that. And, you know, it's uh, a religion based off of being a vegetarian kind of thing, whatever. And I was like, that's weird as fuck. And it just started putting, it started seeping into me that people that were playing hardcore actually live that kind of shit, you know? Right. It's kind of like uh, one that person that I think of a lot who who I just love everything about this dude uh john joseph from chromax oh, he's, mm-hmm. he's dope yeah dude yeah. like that dude is just not a lot of people i can say like that i would love to meet like that's one dude that i would love yeah. to just sit down and have a conversation with he's man. cool as fuck dude he's he seems like a he seems like a cool ass dude um but it was uh, i was it was uh, that band though dude and then after that um i think it started to like fuck with me uh-huh. And then I found out about uh, like um, Earth Crisis. I mean, I already knew about Earth Crisis, but right. I went back into them because it was a suggested artist kind of thing, whatever. And 
I just didn't want to support cruelty anymore. Right, at, at right. You started like, to just kind of see the other side of things that aren't really talked about. Yeah, I was kind of like, I don't want my body to be a tomb for dead animals right, anymore. Right. I, I, it became more of a spiritual thing for me. And uh, I think when I mention these kind of things, people think, I was like, oh, Marco thinks he's better than like me. Or it's because, bullshit. yeah. Like, no, but that's is. not what I'm saying. Right, right, I mean, exactly. It's just what I, what I do for myself. You know what I mean? Right. You know, I, I think a, something that a lot of people don't understand is that you know, I've been vegan on and off and I've had, it's just, for me, it's just, I'm, I, I get weak sometimes. I'm a fat kid at heart. <laughs> so, um, but I do like, for example, the other night I decided to make chicken for my family, like drumstick chicken. Dude, we were all like, because my wife was vegan for a long time as well, but we were just grossed out, like just, just grossed out. But I was like, you know what? Like I made it. We've got to finish it. Like we're doing animal, like no justice by throwing it away let's just finish it but i so i struggle but it took me being a vegan for a couple of years to to get to that point yeah but a lot of people think that being vegan is because you're trying to jump on this like oh i'm better than you thing but they don't realize that being vegan even if like okay some people have different blood types and all that stuff and i don't want to get into all that like it really does good for your body and if you're spiritual is what i'm trying to get at if you're spiritual doing good for your body helps you with that spiritual journey yeah right exactly right you know when i tried i tried veganism for was it the year before last yeah i loved it i felt amazing the only thing i struggled with is because i'm not um a cook by any means oh dude i'm not a cook i either, was dude. i was eating, I'm, I'm a, i was I'm, eating the same shit every day and it was like i feel great boring yeah so i'm gonna let i'm gonna let my feeling fuel the craving, right? And say, as long as I feel good, but I eat the same shit every day. And I was like Googling shit and I'm like, oh man, because I didn't want to incorporate a lot of breads into that diet. Yeah. So it was like pretty much cold vegan. So cold vegetables and- Oh shit. You so know, you were doing raw vegan shit. Hardcore. And, but until I, I discovered the uh, Beyond Beef patties, <laughs> I started throwing that in, but it was basically cold for about 85% yeah, yeah. of that time. I'm you not, should, I'm not a very healthy- a vegan and i mean that in terms of like i'm a lazy vegan too yeah like i'm, I'm glad that i grew up in a, a mexican household because like right. there's beans and rice all the time yeah, bro yeah, <laughs> you know what i mean yeah uh, tortillas Hell salsa yeah. guac you can make fucking like your own shit there and dude, it's easy you know what i mean a bur uh tortilla refried beans and a smear of guac dude and then what's even set, better is dude. the la banderita tortillas that they have have you had those, those are vegan dude and those they're like the good. best fucking tortillas on the planet they're also big right yeah yes. dude okay yeah. yeah and you could get them at walmart it's fucking crazy yeah yeah no but you know what dude i think a lot of it is i i i really give a lot of respect to you in and just uh, the sense of like that discipline, dude. Because a you, lot man. of people don't understand how difficult, especially in a place like El Paso. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to have that kind of discipline to be able to, because yeah, you. I remember when I was a vegan, like I, I almost fell into that typical vegan thing where I wanted to call everybody out for everything, you know, because uh, I was just getting so frustrated. I mean, with you, I did. You didn't want to. You did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with random people, you know. Yeah. But it's. It, the thing is, a lot of people associate it with like you trying to have this mentality of like being better than somebody else. But it, it, a lot of it is just that you're trying to like get people to see the other side of things to yeah. like, hey, yeah. like it's not that I'm trying to preach. It's just like, I mean, it's kind of like a religion in a way. Like, it's just like, come on, if like you can only see things the way I do, you would understand and it could do you some good. In a sense. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The the little time that I did it, I was I was fucking explaining myself every day because we're 
annoying as fuck. It's dude. ridiculous. It's annoying, right? Yeah. And I'm like, dude, so you don't want to bite then? Because I'm not, you, you don't have to eat it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. leave me the fuck alone. But, but then, you know, you have the people who have the serious questions about it and you try to get into that. But it's like, I mean, you've done something your whole life, right? Without even thinking about it. So yeah. to try to teach these people the whys, the hows, the importance, you know what I mean? It's like, fucking lost on a lot of people well to it's it's kind of weird because like el paso is a very beer culture place you mm -hmm. know what i mean mm -hmm. and there is a beer culture here oh, an yeah, alcohol culture kind of thing and everybody goes out they uh a lot of generally i i and I'm, and I'm saying this i think most people don't know how to have fun without having alcohol here and it's kind of weird true, and uh they don't know how to be and it's also they're the same kind of people that don't know how to handle their feelings when times get hard mm -hmm. oh yeah so they uh, gravitate toward those kind of things and they're like you know uh, th that's their way out you know what i mean and uh i think it takes up i think i have more respect for a person when they're going through shit but they don't use any of that and they're just like growing with with that feeling and oh. changing as a person it's a yeah. part of the human condition to keep on evolving and changing whether it's for the good or for the worse and uh you know I think the way to experience that really is without having any, without having like alcohol and weed and shit like that, just by like dealing with your own feelings personally. Right. Of exactly. course. Exactly. Yeah, man. And it is hard. It, it, it's, it's very difficult. And so that's why I say like that discipline, man. Thank you, like, man. Um, was there kind of like a, a what, what was that transition like? Where the day that you said like, okay, like tomorrow, that's it. I'm vegan. That was like, I think, I, I well, it, it's kind of weird because Hector was a vegan before me. Okay. Hector. Is he still? Yeah, he's a okay. vegan. He, awesome. uh, he's out of our friends. It's, it's just me and Hector. Okay. But, uh, uh, but as far as being vegan, I'm, I'm hand straight edge. I'm, it's just me, but uh, I want to say the, I don't, I, I don't think there's been a lot of vegan straight edge dudes here in El Paso. I think there's maybe been about less than 10 for sure. And I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm grouped in there. We had, a, we had a guitar player who was straight edge still to this day. Which one? Justin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he's, I don't think he was ever vegan. No, I don't think so. Uh, but uh, to to answer your question, I, I went from cutting beef first and then chicken. Mm -hmm. And then I became a pescatarian and then a vegetarian. I think being a vegetarian for me was fucking hard, bro. Yeah, yeah. Because I would force myself to go to restaurants and I'm like, okay, well, I can't have fucking chicken. I can't do this and that. I can't do this and that. You know, whatever. And then... When I eventually became a vegan, I already had cut out like milk and all that shit, whatever. But cheese uh, was hard for me. Mm -hmm. Dude, I love eggs, bro. Right. Some people right. hate eggs. I loved eating eggs. And that was yeah. so hard for me to replace. And I just, I still miss some things, but I just replace it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, Of course. Yeah. Wow. Um, and that, was, that was the hard part. Now that you mentioned um, going to restaurants, my family, we like to, you know, go out to eat and whatnot, meet, meet up with my dad and stuff. And we were going to dinner. And I'll sit there and I go, what the fuck am I going to eat? You're like, eating tostadas yeah. the whole but, night. But, yeah, it's, it's bullshit. Right? Yeah. <laughs> when I, at the time I started doing it, I guess more places were, were jumping on board. Like one of our favorite places is Great American, right? Great American, okay. So my dad wanted to go there. And I, was, I said, yes, because he's cute. I'm not going to tell him no. <laughs> right? So I sat down and I'm like, fuck, there's nothing but meat here. Lo and behold, remember I told you? Yeah. They had the, they had the, Beyond, the um, Beyond Meat patties there. Oh, yeah. One of the best fucking burgers I've ever had. Jesus. So when when I was vegan, I 
ate those things daily. Are you, do you, and, and you hear all the people saying like, oh, they're so bad for you too and blah, blah, blah. They are bad know. for you. But do you eat those? I do eat them. <laughs> they're so good, right? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, it's the, the, n- n- nothing was killed in that process. You know what I mean? So like, right. and that's my own thing. It's kind of like, it's, it wasn't meant to, I'm not doing it because it's healthy. I'm doing it for the cruelty part. You know what I mean? Yeah, for the yeah. most part, like I, I eat mostly clean, but there's, sometimes I don't. Sometimes right, I go right. to like, uh, to, um, to, um, uh, 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 Taco Bell. Right. Taco Bell is my favorite restaurant of all time. Dude, bro. they have so many options. Bro, the vegan cheese yeah. that they had? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, I went like every day for a week, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I swear dude. to God, I did. Yeah. And that's the crazy part, right? Is like part of veganism is trying to find what you can eat. And then you find that one thing. So you just gravi- gravitate towards it for every day for like the three ch- weeks. Chorizo crumbles. I was eating chorizo <laughs> crumbles yeah. with, with two um, Beyond patties. <clears throat> avocado and jalapenos that was every fucking day dude and the vegan cheese that was from there it tasted like that 90s cheap like Velveeta cheese i missed that cheese yeah, shit, bro. Dude, right? <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> right there's a local place uh here i can't remember the name i would shout them out that they do their their vegan cheese but they do it like where they actually put like probiotics and stuff in oh, it oh wow and they age it for like a certain amount and their shit tastes Oh, dude. But they're usually at like the Saturday market. But anyways. The one thing I, I mean, what it is. The, the cheese is what. It's hard to so, get a vegan cheese. That's right. Good. So when I started doing it, I said, okay, I can't replace this. So I'm just not going to have it. So I had nothing with even a vegan cheese. One time you brought me nachos from someplace. Yeah. <laughs> and the they used um, taco shop jackfruit for the cheese yeah. or something uh-huh. like that. Yeah. So said, no, they no. use cashew nah. cheese. Oh for yeah, that. whatever yeah. it was. I said no. You know, just my not my wife it. really helped me. <clears throat> my wife. <laughs> <laughs> she really helped me to. That was like I feel like a huge leap into veganism for me is when she told me your problem is you're comparing everything. She goes, stop comparing it. Eat it as like it's a new food source or it's a new food, not as this is cheese. Because if you go into right. the mentality, it's going to taste like cheese and it doesn't, you're going to be disappointed. But if you look at it as like, hey, this is something new I'm going to put on my burger, you're going to enjoy it. And so, yeah, that really yeah. Changed, made me change my but frame of mind. Those chorizo crumbles and those fucking Beyond Patties, dude, you cannot tell the fucking difference at all. And, you know, you being able to eat both, you're the true uh, a tester for those kind of things because – you can try a piece of meat and then try this. I'm like, they don't taste the same at all. Yeah. And, you know, I hate, well, I'm not, I'm not going to say hate, but I dislike very much when a, a vegan person is like, hey, this tastes exactly the same like this. It's been years since you ate that shit, bro. Right. Like, how do you know it? Like, your brain is altered already. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, you know, like your opinion is not a fair opinion because- you went years without having like beef or something and you're trying to say this tastes exactly like beef. How you remember <laughs> yeah, it? That's like true, your man. memory is like a fucking wanky ass, fucking like wonky thing. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, I mean? like, right, right. And for you to compare it then and there is it's not a fair comparison. So Adrian over here, fair tester. Yeah. Right. Because right. he does both. Yeah. Hey, this does taste the same. Okay, this you know what I mean? Like right. that's a fair opinion. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's a very good point. I didn't think yeah. about that. Um, I will say Beyond Patties are the only ones, though. Other ones are... Impossibles are weird, huh? They're Yeah, they're decent competitors, but like Beyond Patty, it was like you know, no I, fucking difference. I remember I went to a Burger King for a... Um, Impossible Whopper. An oh, Impossible yeah. Whopper. Yeah. And I remember the first time I had it, I don't know how like um a hockey puck I, I, I tastes like, but... <laughs> <laughs> it was close. <laughs> That's close. <laughs> and it, it was weird, hard man. like one, bro. I'm weird. I like them, man. And, that, and that's know. when I... That's the first time I tasted an Impossible. Because I went to Burger King and I said, oh, fuck yeah. Because I was Googling shit, right? Like, I got to get out of this funk. I need different foods. But, of course, I wasn't doing breads or french fries at the time mm-hmm. either. So I told the lady, give me two Impossibles on a 
bed of lettuce, right? Dude, I was so hungry, and I went to it, and I was like, yeah. Really? I need to be on patty. Yeah. Exactly. You know what's funny is I, I love to go out and eat and stuff, whatever, you know? But uh, I, I try staying away from it because I feel like, and I don't know if you feel these way, but like, uh, but when you go out and you eat somewhere, like, for example, if I go to like, um, to um, a Taco Bell, whatever, those employees are miserable. Oh, right. They are there for like a paycheck. Yeah. They're, yes, I... they're only there just for that. And so I feel like they're putting all this energy, this negative energy. Into your food. Into your food, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're eating that shit and then you're wondering why you're fucking mad or something. Yeah. Or, you know, I'm not saying that's what it exactly is. Right, but it's something right. to think about. And uh, I feel like you're ingesting all, the, all the those negative feelings. Just like yeah, when yeah. you ingest an animal that didn't want to die. You're kind of right. doing that. You know what I mean? And you're uh, manifesting that bad energy that they had when they uh, had passed away. Now, when my grandma makes bean uh, 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 burritos, mm-hmm. they are the best fucking thing I've ever ate, bro. Because she puts love in that shit. Right, right. Yeah, and it's yeah. just beans and a tortilla. That's all <laughs> right. it is. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. there's nothing fucking fancy to it, bro. Right. Dude, I never thought about it that you way. You can never front on a grandma's bean burrito. Yeah. My, my grandma, uh, so she's she, she's hilarious, dude. Um, It's kind of weird because when it comes to her, uh, I'm not funny at all. I say the dumbest fucking jokes. <laughs> I like cringe humor. I like all this shit. Yeah. My friends say I have a fishy dick humor. Uh, but uh, I love that. But my mom doesn't have that humor. Yeah, yeah. My mom is very serious. No, that's bro. how my mom was too, man. Yeah. But but my grandma and me will be like in our own corner, like yeah. laughing our ass. I'm, 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 my mom's mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah she yeah, wishes yeah. she was involved, but yeah. she's like, you don't even understand this she shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? That's awesome, dude. That's exactly how my mom was, man. My yeah. mom was very stoic. Yeah. But um, so on that note, you know, a lot of and, and you get this all the time, I'm sure, I'm sure you got it when you were doing the veganism. You hear all the time about like this whole fucking argument about well, how do you get your protein and how do you have muscles and how do you stay fit? So you are also a jujitsu trained fighter. Mm-hmm. How do you what how, what do you tell people that try to like tell you because i would imagine like i think about like for example like are you familiar like the tennessee titans football team uh no a lot of them are vegan are you really and and so a lot of them attribute their performance to being vegan that's that's a video you showed me right where they were like lined up at a vegan buffet like they were yeah 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 so but it's it's still even when you have information like that there's this common misconception that for whatever reason people just the world has trained everybody to think that having me is is c- directly connects to physical fitness it's because the people in the world want to uh sell their meat yeah like the world can't For function sure, without selling any just of like this milk pro- a propaganda right, a lot of dude. propaganda breakfast in itself is a scam too right um you know oh yeah hell yeah dude. Bre- breakfast is a scam bro yeah that's him he he fasts every day and and i love breakfast food don't get me wrong like yeah. i i have to uh, veganize all my breakfast food, so like just egg and bullet lamp, just bacon egg, shit dude. whatever yeah. uh follow your heart cheese and I'll make like, yep. like um, a burrito kind of thing, whatever, you know, whatever. But um, people need to stop listening to other people and just make their own opinion and kind of live their own truth. And I think that's a big part is that people listen to other people so much. They kind of have this mob mentality, everybody. And I'm included in this, like, I'm not this fucking saint and shit, you know, whatever, but like, you got to take yourself out of these things. I'm like, is this what I'm, is this really my opinion or is this, their opinion right and i'm just Ooh, like you know what i mean yeah and, and that's most people bro yeah. you know what i mean yeah, so yeah um for me it's kind of like I, I i train with monsters 
Right. At jujitsu. I I uh I spar against some hard dudes. You know what I mean? And uh I have a hard coach too, you know, and uh dude, like if veganism didn't work, I wouldn't be in there. Right. Right. But I'm living my own truth. This is just for me, not anybody else's truth. I do this for myself. I feel amazing. I go for a run after that still. I'll go lift weights with uh, uh, uh Hector and my friend uh, uh um uh he plays in in uh, in uh um, Maldito Dios. His name's uh, Ricky. He's a okay. cool dude, uh-huh. cool kid. And uh, you know, I do that all the time, dude. I do it all the time, and I, I, I haven't felt anything weird. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like weak or nothing like that. I just think it's, it is a what you make of it. Like you still need to do. Like I even think even if you did eat meat, you still need to take your multivitamins, your B twelve. Still, I still right. think you need to do all that shit. And uh, I think most people don't do that because they. Uh, rely so much on just their their meals. I, I feel like if just in case you have a bad day where you're not eating good, you fall back on your uh, multivitamins. Right, right. You know, it's a. I don't know, man. Uh, uh, for me, it's kind of like I I eat pretty much once a day. Mm-hmm. So I'll do jujitsu at six. I'll do MMA at at uh, at uh, uh, seven o'clock, and then I'll go home. I'll shower, and then I'll go for another run, maybe or gym. Okay. And then that's when I really fucking eat. I'll like be, eat a big ass meal, bro. Right, right. That, dude, I, that that's my shit too, man. I try to fast at least twenty two, twenty three hours a day. Get all my shit in, right? <clears throat> Workouts, everything. I, you know, I still have my my job and whatnot. I feel better yeah. with less food. And then going back to what Paul was asking, when I went vegan, I felt stronger. I felt faster. Like I felt tired only because I. It's hard to hit calories. No. The way I was doing veganism, right? Yeah, yeah. Cold, no breads, no nothing. So I was... And that's the way to go, bro. And dude, Honestly. I was hitting... I thought I was eating a lot, but I think I hit maybe a thousand calories a day. Maybe. So that... Yeah, I felt that, but that's just because of how I was doing it. But outside of that, I felt fucking amazing, man. Yeah, I, I do a liquid on IV all the time, uh, before jujitsu and after. I'll... um, I don't know, dude. It's just What do you kinda, put in it? Just uh, water. Just the... Okay. Just the, the saline? Uh, a water bottle, the little uh, packet, and okay. that's it. And okay. I, and, I'll, and I'll go for another uh, run and shit. You know what I mean, whatever. But like, uh, I don't know, bro. Teach their own. Like, if if you eat meat and stuff like that, if you're a, a normal person that just eats, I guess you know, uh, like that's cool, dude. Like, if it works for you, great. Right, right. You know that's, what I mean? what, that's what I've started to tell people. And and the frustrating part is that I don't really I don't talk about this shit. Right. I'm not the first. I'm not the guy that's like, hey, I'm this and that. I'm vegan. I'm vegan. Right, yeah. right. You know, right. I don't I don't do that. I right. don't like and they find out about it when I'm ordering food or right. some shit. Or like why, why, aren't, why aren't you getting that? Why yeah. aren't you eating this? I'm like and then and then that's when the judging comes. That's right. when the questions yeah. uh come in. And uh um I've had past experiences where um you know, I'll be judged for it or I'll be like asked these and and it's it's kind of funny because I'm not judging them. Right. 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 Yeah, I mean. Yeah, absolutely. When these guys would always give me, not these guys, at work, they'd give me shit and they'd be like, ooh, you're vegan. I'll tell them I bet you this. We're going to whoop your ass. What do you want to bet? <laughs> what do you want to bet? You know? Yeah, it's funny, yeah. man. It, to me, it's about any anything in life. It's about willpower and the mental part of it, right? You, mm-hmm. you prove, prove yourself how strong you are. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. People always ask me like, well, fuck, how do you put yourself through that? I'm like, dude, because I just constantly need to challenge my mind, challenge my body. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't like to be stagnant. You know what I mean? It's all about challenging right and seeing how far <clears throat> you can push something yeah yeah so on that note when you um 
when you train to these these highest levels, do you feel that? <clears throat> I mean, you're training with other guys that. Do you feel that being vegan in any way gives you an edge, or do you just feel like it just keeps you competitive? Uh, I'm, I'm. It's weird that you ask me that because I've never really had thought about it like that. Like just I, because I know, for example, eating plant based, a lot of people, you know, studies have shown that it helps in recovery. You know, it helps in in a lot of those things. That as a fighter, you need to really be on the cusp of those things. So. I don't know. Do you feel like you, like when you compare yourself to other people, like not in a cocky or arrogant way, do you feel like you excel athletically um, more than maybe the, the the guy to the right of you sometimes? Um, I don't get as tired, but that's just my end because I've always uh, been like into like running and stuff, whatever. Okay. Um, But I don't really, I don't, other than that, dude, I don't, I don't think so, man. Like I, I just, I just kind of. I think I deal with more of my nerves of going into like um, a match and stuff like that, whatever, okay. or when I was doing them for a little bit. And I would feel a nervous as fuck about it, but it wasn't necessarily like a health issue. It was more like a fuck. Like, how do I, how do I handle the lights? How do I handle the crowd around me? My, mm -hmm. my friends watching me, like I'm right. about to, like, I can get, I'm about to get choked out or not get choked out by this dude in front of me, in front of my own, in front of my family or something. You know what I mean? Like, uh. So that's something that I, I think about more. I don't really think about like the health. Right. So okay. I, I haven't thought about it that deep, I think, at least. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. yeah, of course, dude. No. <laughs> but that's awesome though, man, because yeah. a lot of, I mean, again, I, I at one point became a preachy vegan and now I'm like the biggest hypocrite because I'm eating meat again. No, but no. I mean, I try to limit my meat intake. Yeah. Like you're doing very much so. You, you know what I mean? Right, right. You're being yourself and you're embracing who you are and, uh, you know, you're, uh, you're not trying to be somebody that, that you're not either. You're doing what's right for yourself. Right. So I think that's important to give yourself some credit. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, yeah, Thank yeah. you so much. Um, but yeah, I mean, how, how you said going, you know, when you go and you fight and you have those nerves, do you kind of feel those nerves when you get on stage too? Do it all the time. Yeah. I'd, I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't. Um, I've played a, a lot of shows and I pretend, I just, you know, I'm making all these stupid jokes. I'm laughing, I'm smiling. And I'm masking it. I'm fucking pretending. <laughs> In, inside your yeah, like. Yeah. And then I'm on stage and I'm like, let's go, Marty. Let's go. <laughs> dude. And that's how I get rid of it. You know? Yeah. Paul sent me a video. I don't have social media. Um, Paul sent me a clip of you playing and you did, you fucking gave out this wiggle. Woo. And I was like, dude, that's the fucking guy right there. Yeah, Mid set, yeah. you just fucking went, woo. <laughs> dude. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. I, I, I don't know. I still feel like. I feel crazy and I'm playing sometimes, you know, whatever. And uh, it's like it this out. persona that comes out, right? It's almost like, it's like the way, that's how I feel too. It's been a long time since I've played a live show. But like you just, like I used to remember, I don't know if you remember, but like I would kind of go hide away. Yeah, all the time. And it I was I could just, never find you yeah, 20, 20 like, minutes before. I just before. was always in my head, always nervous about, you know, going on stage. I hate that feeling, bro. Yeah, dude. And like, I just couldn't be myself. So what I would do is just take myself away from I'm feeling everybody. it now that you're speaking about it right now. Yeah. I'm feeling it in this moment. <laughs> it's making my asshole clench, honestly. Like, I hate it. Dude. See, yeah. and I'm backwards, dude. Like, playing live is my fucking thing. Like, it's it's what I crave. It's what I, I as stupid as it sounds, is what I was meant to do, right? Like, playing live is just, I think about it almost every day. Like, I could do it every day without a hitch. But, so on that same token, though, once you're on stage, it's like one of the best feelings in the world. Yeah, I don't think about anything, but you know, uh, it's it's just weird. I th I think well, I I could say for example, growing up being bullied for my speech and shit, you know, whatever, you know, uh, 
I think that's why I like being like a wallflower. I don't want people to notice my speech and how like um and how I speak and shit, you know, whatever. So like I think that kind of like evolved into like, okay, now you're gonna be the spotlight, you know, and you have these fears of people laughing, ah, like kind of shit. Right, you know, right, but it's not right. real. You know what I mean? Like well, But if you do it in your own head, you become a stronger person, I'm sure. You know, you know what, go through it. What, you know? What's funny, Marco, is honestly, dude, like I feel like that gives you character. Yeah. Oh, thank 100%. you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Eric says the same thing actually. Does he really? Yeah. Eric, yeah. Eric dude, I I agree one hundred percent, man. Yeah, like I I don't know, man. Kids are just fucked up, man. No, nah, kids are ruthless, bro. Um but yeah, dude. Uh and I think that's why I also got into metal too. It wasn't just because of my uncles, it's because I identified with angry music because I grew up angry and frustrated that I couldn't communicate with my family, with my friends. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I, when I heard Slayer for the first time, I remember being like, okay, like, this is angry music. I like this. Because right. it's ang- I don't really care what he's fucking saying. I just identify this as angry music and I feel angry and I want to listen to it. Right. Now, people that always ask like, well, you don't understand uh, what he's saying. Like, how can you really uh, relate to it or like it? You know, whatever. I'm like, it's because you grew up not getting fucked with, bro. Right. You grew up with not being angry. You either get it or you don't. Right. You know, and that was my thing. And, you know, in turn, because I didn't have friends, I had like a a bunch of like, um, I grew up with um, dogs and shit, you know, whatever. And they were my only friends, bro. Like I, you know, I, they didn't care how I spoke. They just wanted to be kissed and played with right, and loved right, and hugged right. and shit, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's ultimately, honestly, my root of being vegan. Mm, I can see that. Yeah. yeah that makes total dude, sense, dude. Big time. I have an undying devotion for my dogs. Right. So when I think about them, I always think I'm doing it for them. Right. That's, dude, that's a good amazing. Way to look at I love that, man. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's true. I mean, like you know, I'm a huge dog dog lover. You're a big animal lover, and yeah, yeah I mean, animals. Just, period. And that and that's that's where I get lost with myself. Right? Is like I'm well, <clears throat> excuse me, well aware of my contradictions. Well aware because I animals above humans. I tell everybody always, I'll, I'll kill a human before I kill an human animal. Suck. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and it's that that's my my battling point, right? Because I I see a cat and I'm like, oh, you're the most beautiful thing on earth, and like dogs, and I just genuinely love. All animals. You now, know what I mean? Now, to be fair, it's not all humans that suck. There's a very handful of people that are that are great people. But, you know, because the world has harnessed the free will, the, the bad free will. Because I think we're all, we all have God and the, uh, and, uh, the um, uh, devil w- w- within um, all of us. And it's not necessarily like real people. But I'm just saying because, you know. We're, we're, we can do great good or great evil, right? Right. And I feel like the world is bad because they've harnessed the the bad part mostly. That's why you see a lot of bad shit going on. They don't really harness the f- the good part of their free will mostly. So that's why I think you see a lot of bad mostly. Yeah. You know? And I think a lot of it is because it's easier. Like, it's it's harder to be a good person in this world than it is to... Dude, yes. You know what I mean? It, it just, it really... It, I agree with you. Know you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, somebody cuts you off, it's so much easier to be like, fuck you, than to I be like, he might be having a bad day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You and On I, my way here. You and I struggle with that. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying you're mean, but, like, I'm more of like, I love everybody, man. Everyone has their own story. Yeah. Like, let it be, man. You know what I mean? Like... Don't yeah. waste don't waste pointless energy on pointless shit. Oh yeah, you yeah. You know what I mean? I I I hate most people and I love very few people and the same goes with uh things that I love. I hate most things and I love very few things. And <laughs> it's weird, man, you know, and I I you know, I don't know, it's kind of weird cuz growing up without having a sip of alcohol in my 20s. Right. Mm-hmm. Going on dates? 
was weird. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, people didn't know how to, you know, they're like, what? Because I'm an esoteric person and I do esoteric mm -hmm. shit. Mm -hmm. So they don't really fuck with that. So that was kind of like a, a, a weird thing for me because I'm like, I don't really fuck with this person. I'm probably going to just see them for, for this one date and then just, yeah. that's it. And just be homies after that or something. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was weird for me. Growing up in your 20s without having a sip of alcohol when all your friends were drinking. Right. Oh, dude, yeah. Weird as fuck. I, I can imagine. Um, I mean, I know I didn't drink a lot when I was younger. I, I hated the taste of alcohol when I was younger. But I always did feel like, dude, on my 21st birthday, I drank half a beer. And everybody yeah. was like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, I'm not feeling it, man. I'm I, like, I got, I'm good. Don't worry. I did the drinking for you. Yeah. <laughs> my uncles did my drinking uh, for me because they were watching like a... Um, um, some boxing match at, um, at the time and uh yeah my whole family had a cookout and at the time i wasn't vegan you know whatever or a vegetarian yet you know whatever but like uh they thought it was weird that i didn't drink at all and and and, and I, I think that day really reiterated to them that i don't do it at all i don't drink at all right 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 you know that makes sense it's kind of crazy so does you has your family gotten to a point of just like accepting like that's just who you are now or you still get those questions they they don't really ask me about it anymore you know okay. they just kind of just let things they 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 have a really unhealthy way of uh of going about it they just exclude me okay okay like wow without like without really wanting like not in a dick way where they're like just trying to like no no in actually yes in a very um asshole way they'll kind of like the, there's this feeling that, that i usually get uh as of late and it's kind of like uh I'll go home after a long day and my mom, her boyfriend, and my little sister, they'll all go out to eat. Right. You know? Right. And Roland, it's not your fault. I promise you. Okay? It's my mom. <laughs> all right? But, uh, of course, Roland's a great guy, you know? And um, I'll go home, dude, and there's boxes of food in the fridge. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, where the fuck is mine, bro? Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. You know I mean? Is that not the worst fucking that feeling the worst on feeling. earth? My friend. I feel you. Uh, uh, I, have a, I have a friend named... Uh, 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 Kevin and his mom, nicest mom, bro. Mm -hmm. I'm working with him. Um, and I think I saw his phone go off at uh, at a at the airport, you know, whatever. And um, you know, um, I see his phone and I saw this text from his mom. I said, "Hey, hun, I just came back from Applebee's. I left you food in the fridge. I love you lots, mom." And I'm like, "Where the fuck is my mom Dude, doing yeah, that shit, bro?" Right. <laughs> I don't got that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I told Kevin, I'm like, dude, you're lucky, man. Yeah, fuck yeah. You have yeah. a mom that gives a fuck about you. Yeah, bro. dude. Yeah. You know, and uh, I'm blessed to have met him. He's a cool dude, you know. But, um, you know, uh, I don't know, man. It's just little shit like that that makes me feel fucking bad, bro. Right, right, right. But it's instead of, and, and, but I do appreciate when there is a cookout, hey, we may do some vegan things. Right, right. Thank you. Thank you. Exactly, yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah. It took me a while to get my mom on, on that. She would be like, you can eat chicken, right? It's not me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> but then she, she finally came around. You know but, what I love about this conversation? You go back, let's say, even 20 years, right? Like, metal heads were just, like, crazy drinking devil worshiper dudes. And you you look at where we're at now, you know, fitness people and you're a fighter. And you know what I mean? Like, it's just what people once thought metal musicians were like. Or no more. Well, it's you know funny. I, mean? it's weird. I had this conversation. I can't remember who it was with, but it was it was somebody that I know is touring a lot with bigger bands and and doing all that stuff. And I don't even remember. But we had this long conversation about how even the whole world of like sex, drugs, and rock and roll is like 
not gone. that anymore. Yeah. It's not. Like now it's about being fit, being able to continue your career in a healthy way. Right. Because I guess history has shown that when bands go down that route, the Motley Crue route, even though they're still doing it, right? A lot of time it ends up in, in bad places. Right. And so it's weird because now when you go to the higher levels, the elite levels of, of metal music, these are some of the like, whether they're vegan or they're just eating healthy, they're exercising. The sex, drugs, and rock and roll part is like... Not, it's just not what it was. Yeah, which weird, is huh? Kind of a yeah. good thing, though, I guess. Yeah, I think that I think the hip hop world, the new hip hop world, now embraces the sex, drugs, and rock and roll. <laughs> that's what yeah, it seems yeah. like. That's true. It kind of had like a switch off there, huh? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, did you want to get into Let It Riff? Yeah, let's do it. So All right. For everybody who knows, we have our segment Let It Riff, where we bring one of our favorite riffs to the table and just uh, bring it to light. You want to go first? Sure. Actually, mine mine is not a specific song, and this goes back. I, I've been sitting on this one since uh, I went to see Fear Factory, and um, I just wanted to kind of put out an entire album because every fucking riff on that album to me is just you're always changing the rules, man. I know, but you know what? I can do that. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the entire album because every fucking song has a riff that's just amazing uh with d manufacturer from fear factory d manufacturer is good man I love obsolete's amazing too. yeah obsolete is great dude uh, a descent was on my uh i i remember hearing that song over and over over yeah. and over yeah, dun, 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 yeah dude. it's because that's like a um a, a godflesh uh ripoff exactly. yeah okay i can you know see mean? that yeah you know fear factory i think was one of the first bands that really embraced the the riffing alongside the kick like you, you know what I mean? That like the original the drummer, like the, yeah, just together where it's just like, they're always like, like a machine. That's what it yeah. sounds like a yeah. fucking machine. So yeah. anyways, I went with the, uh, D manufacturer from fear factory, every song. I couldn't pick just one. Awesome. Marcos. Okay. Before I continue, not ripped off, but influenced by Godflesh. better word. Uh, I would go with Wolverine blues from, um, um entombed that, yeah. that, that riff is, uh, it's, uh, heavy ass riff when it starts. The whole song is fucking amazing. Cause, well, that, that that record was supposed to be Entomb's version of a hardcore uh, record. It was supposed to be like more, it was supposed to be a combination of hardcore and what they already play, like mm -hmm. their Swedish uh, death metal, like, uh, uh, like uh, a variation, you know, whatever. Right. And the singer, uh, before he passed away, I think in an interview, he said that what they were going for isn't really what, uh, the, they didn't actually succeed the sound that they were going for, but bands now have succeeded that sound right okay wow so uh going back to that i like to think that my band is a wolverine blues hardcore band that's awesome that's uh, what i call ourselves because of that because yeah. yeah. of, of that album wow know? dude that's amazing that's, that's awesome that's a really cool yeah. title too by the way that's awesome man i like that we can do a little clip there and put that song in the background it's so fucking sick and you i went with um one of my favorite bands of all time it's not a uh, heavy riff. It's a the beginning of the song. It's kind of kind of light, right? So I went with the beginning riff of "Meet Me Again for the First Time" by Poison the Well off of 2003's oh, yeah. "You Come Before You." Dude, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. That yeah. album's amazing. That band's amazing. Oh my dude. god, so good. Oh dude. my god, yeah, yeah. Um, so kind of tying into this whole riff thing, you're real big on the HM2 pedal stuff yes. sound i guess you can say right uh i'm the chainsaw man in town <laughs> as hector says uh <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I I've had a couple HM2s in my time uh, uh-huh. in the past, like maybe six years. Okay. Um, I fucked with a lot of them. Lomo Fadio is a, a, one of them. He's pretty much like uh, Joe um, Anastasio. Pretty much was the the dude that pretty much brought that pedal back to life. I want to say in mm-hmm. some ways. Well, not completely, but because uh, there's other people who did it too. Right. But he was on a spotlight for a lot of bigger bands using the the newer HM2. Okay. Um, he got the classic. Um, I think the words um, schematics. Okay. Right. And he pretty much made that like on steroids. Like oh wow, a better. A better HM2, in my opinion. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but there's other companies that have done it probably better. Uh, I know a lot of people talk shit about him. Right. Because uh, he, like, wires his... Uh, there's this thing called, like, a, a, a gut check, whatever. Okay. And they pretty much take away the, the pedals back and that it's all messy and shit. Uh-huh. But it's supposed to be, like, nice in a certain way. And he gets called out for that all the time. But, uh, I, 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 I mean, he's been a, a nice a, a dude to me other, other than... Uh, I did order a dismember pedal from him. Oh, okay. And there was only 30 made in the whole world for that. Holy shit. And I have one of them. And I use it actually all the time. It's my favorite uh, um, HM2. Okay. It took me a year to get. Oh, shit. Damn. But the guy from Nails, at the time they had two guitarists or three guitarists. I'm not too sure. He got his in a month. Oh, wow. And I was waiting patiently and patiently. And then Marty out of everybody, I told him about it. He messaged Joe, unbeknownst to me. Uh Uh-huh. And Joe was talking shit. Well, he should have waited more. I'm like, a year, bro? Really? Yeah. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. So I don't, I'll never buy from him again. I'll buy from somebody that makes pedals uh, and, and then resells them from him, you know, kind of thing, yeah, where, yeah. but never directly through him. And uh, I've tried to shout him out in the past and stuff, whatever, but like he doesn't, uh, he just like looks at my shit. He doesn't say, thanks, man, or nothing. Oh, or, or, really? or nothing. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's kind of like my little, not kind of a beef, but kind of a beef. Yeah. Not, not really a beef, but kind of a beef, you know? Right. And uh, yeah, dude, a fucking year for a pedal. <laughs> that is crazy, crazy dude. dude. So do you use that regularly though? Yes. Oh, okay. I, 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 um, I fuck with a clean channel a lot. I usually play through the clean channel on my uh, uh, 6505 because okay. uh, uh, <clears throat> the lead channel is too distorted, but I figured out last night how to do it in a way where it sounds like juicy you know oh what I mean? wow, okay it sounds really good so i might be playing it th- uh through that uh for the frozen soul show awesome dude but so go 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 no no so i was gonna just say for our listeners <clears throat> that may not understand what we're talking about hm2 that buzz saw sound that sound that like bands like you mentioned you're gonna M2. play with frozen soul for example they have pretty it, it's pretty beefy sound there uh entomb nails nails really N- Nails for sure uses an HM2. Yeah. I don't think Frozen Soul uses one. They may not, but they like, they're, they're they have a like, good sound. Yeah, huh? dude, it's so fucking great. Yeah. So it's this specific sound that I know even my brother, I, I'm educated about it on, because of my brother. <laughs> he's the one that was like, we need to get this sound. And so I, I know uh, something that he's always kind of sought with his little project that he does. And uh, it's a little like him. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, for a little person. <laughs> like, it's a, it's a, it's a, somewhat difficult sound to achieve like especially in the studio to get it like just right to get yeah. those lows I have there. a ear for it yeah but like Saberwolf you guys do a really good job in, Thank you. in having that beefy sound yeah big I, time man. I had to educate Hector on what it was <laughs> did you I, 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 I actually told Eric more about it because uh-huh. you know uh, so for the people for, so for the people hearing this a brief little history and HM2 is pretty much heavy metal pedal 2 mm-hmm. it was made in Japan I think in 1984 and 1982 I'm not I'm not too sure right. one of those years and 
pretty much when you max out all four knobs, it pretty much gives you a chainsaw sound. So dismember, entombed, uh, I want to think, I, I think grave too. Uh, oh, that's true. Those yeah. are some of the first bands that really got the HM2 and they just maxed it out and they were just playing it full blast through a Gibson guitar, mm -hmm. through a shitty fucking crate amp, I think, whatever it was. But it created a certain sound that stamped uh, Swedish uh, death metal at the time. Right. And so, um, you know, they stopped making it for a bit, but the unique thing about HM2s is that um, they're all handmade. Oh wow! So they I didn't all know that. they all uniquely sound um, a certain way. They they all they they all sound a, a, even if it's a frequency of uh, of of a, of a difference, mm -hmm. it's still different. Right? They're all unique to themselves. And then the Taiwanese version afterwards um, was hated on a little bit. It was ragged on a bit because it wasn't exactly the same sound. It didn't have that chainsaw sound. Right. It had more what they call the buzzsaw sound because okay. of that pedal. Right. And then from there, the Heavy Metal 3 pedal came out, which is a cheap version of the HM2. Actually sounds pretty good. And then it got really weird where like the, the metal zone came later. Right. The, uh, this pedal called the um, Aryan pedal. Okay. The, the, the Aryan pedal. That's a weird fucking name anyway. Yeah. And, and a racist ass name. But anyway, uh, <laughs> and, then it, and then it just went on. But um, HM2s are a thing of the past. Swedish death metal bands that use an HM2 are a thing of the past. And uh, there's a there's been a, a resurgence of death metal bands in the in the 2010s like like Nails mm -hmm. that have really brought that sound back. Yeah, and I think even nowadays now now that I'm speaking, that sound has died out again. You oh really? I think it has. Yeah. Like it just wow. more traditional death metal has returned for sure, mm -hmm. but not really HM2 bands no more. Mm, okay. There's no more like there um, besides Gate uh, 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 a Creeper besides a Fuming Mouth. Um, besides uh, uh, th those bands, I can't even think of an HM2 band right now at the moment. And if wow. uh, if you know of any guys, send them my way. I would love to, <laughs> to hear them. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Eric's a huge fan of Gate Creeper. Gate Creeper's cool. But yeah, um, dope, dope, but that's awesome, band. man. But I mean, I mean, you guys are you consider yourself an HM2 band? I consider myself a Wolverine Blues hardcore band. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> And, uh, you know, I say that because it's in vain of what that album was. Like, mm -hmm. everything I write, just like I said, me, David, and uh, Marty, we we agree now. Like, I could write something now, and it's like, okay, like, we get it. It sounds good. Great. But back in the day, I was like, nah, I don't know about that riff. Mm -hmm. But because we all listen to the same shit now, and we all know what we want to sound like, it just comes naturally, bro. Like, right. it's so easy to write for our band now. It's so fucking cool, you know? Uh, but um, I think... The, the the choice later on is going to have to be is like do we consider ourselves more of a metal band or a, a of a hardcore band we're always going to be a, a hardcore band you know what I mean right, I right. think the more profitable route is the, being a, a metal band obviously but mm -hmm. uh uh at heart we're always playing hardcore you know yeah yeah I mean there that I feel like there's been a big resurgence of just like Huge. traditional hardcore oh yeah absolutely you know uh <clears throat> one of my business partners Pepe he plays drums for Strife so I love Strife you Strife's know sick as fuck. I went to go with him to do a few shows. He was playing with, they were playing with like Terror and like, dude. And just to see the crowd like back to embracing that music, like I, I never thought it would come around again. It's amazing, man. Yeah, for, 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 oh, no, no, sorry. No, you go ahead, brother. Uh, for hardcore and for uh, death metal, like a, a resurgence in, in both. Right, right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, right. absolutely. To me, it's to know that it fell off at one point is weird to me because it's always been like, 
something I have to listen to. You know what I mean? Like yeah. constantly on the hunt for that new band or that new sound or whatever, right? Like to know that I've always thought that hardcore was that one genre that just carried on, right? Like, cause it was never really huge, but it was never really small. So it always just kind of maintained that wave throughout this whole time. You know what I mean? And it's strange cause like there's bands that sound nothing like a hardcore band, but they come from the hardcore scene because they grew up going to hardcore shows. They play hardcore shows. They're in a hardcore band, I guess. They, you know what I mean? It's all those things that make a hardcore band. You don't necessarily have to sound like a hardcore band, but if you if you grew up in that scene and you you give to that scene, you're in a hardcore band. Yeah. You could be in an indie band and you'd be a hardcore band. It's more of a mentality than anything. Right. Yeah, there's a hardcore sound, no doubt, but it's more of a mentality kind yeah. of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I really love that um, those bands that we've spoken about before that they're they're the hardcore but they're embracing like the um, Hispanic and Mexican culture and it's like oh, a part of their yeah. scene like uh, yeah. who, who is it um, Barrio Slam Barrio Slam and then there's that other one uh, I can't remember anyways like I just love that yeah. that weird cool like Zababa. meshing yeah oh yeah there you Zababa go Zababa is Dude, they're uh, good man they're, they're, they're the most uh, I think like Latin proud uh, band yeah, and they re represent that really well in their music, and uh, the, 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 those dudes are cool as fuck too. Right, I play with them. I think Saber Wolf played like their fourth show. Okay, our fourth show with them, and uh, playing after the playing before them was fucking nerve wracking for me because right. I'm like, man, this band's amazing. And Dude, they're, they're super good. heavy. Yeah, and they're cool ass dudes. They like good music, um, and they're playing this like, you know, it's this heavy ass shit and they're super good man they're super good but yeah like i want to say they're like very proud like of how like um like a sepultura is right they right, represent right, right. their the culture very well brazilian their music in, yeah, in that way exactly, exactly huh? right right shout out to exile those are the dudes that actually got me into uh dave and stevie got me into how do you say it? Zabalba? How do you say it? Oh, it's a weird... Zabalba, huh? Yeah, it's such a weird name to say, but those dudes are good. But anyway, shout out Exiled. Um, so that brings me to, you know, my next question, which is, uh, you know, what's on the horizon for Saber Wolf? What's, what's... I know you guys are opening up for Frozen Soul, but you guys have tours, you guys working on albums. Like, what what's coming up for you guys? Uh, we're going on a little tour with uh, Maldito Dios, uh, December 7th through the 12th. So we're playing Dallas, McAllen. No, sorry, Dallas... Corpus Christi, Mc, uh, McAllen, and then San Antonio. Okay. And that's awesome. in December. Um, I'm going to try to get back into the studio, or we're going to try to get back in January, hopefully. Um, dude, I have I have songs yeah, yeah. in the back line. Right, Just right. waiting. Just to be recorded. I have at least 10, maybe more. Wow. And that's uh, like, like us. <laughs> I, dude, it's weird. I just, I, and, or you know what I do? I do this stupid thing where I'll be at like, at the airport um, at work whatever yeah and I'm making a, a drinks and shit you know whatever and uh, like uh, um, I'll I'll have a riff come to mind yeah 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 and I'll go to the side and I'll be like I'll be like making stupid ass little voice messages yeah yeah and I'm like I hope nobody fucking heard me bro and then I hear it back and I'm like oh I can't even hear the whole thing it's so funny dude you know what I mean dude I that's funny you say that I do the exact fuck. I'll be at work. No one's around. I'll go. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just record it in the voice memo. Um, at Starbucks though, dude, like as I'm making drinks, I'm like doing all this shit. I, I guess because I'm on um, 
on autopilot, whatever, uh, my brain is going nuts with riffs. Right, right. You're just you're up here. I'm yeah. I'm in, I'm, in, I'm making drink, whatever, doing all this shit, whatever, and then I'm like, fuck. Like I hope I remember this riff by the end of this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, exactly. You know? That's why. I, that's how I started the or why I started the voice memo thing. It was just like, how do I not fucking lose this? You know what I mean? Well, it's like uh, when I was a teacher, we used to have to give the kids the start test. And you're not allowed to sit down. You're not allowed to do, you're not even allowed to have your phone, nothing. So for four hours, you're just walking around making sure that kids are not cheating and stuff like that. Dude, I swear to God, at the end of the day, I had a whole album written, <laughs> but then it was like, I'd get home. It was like, I don't remember any of it now. Now to get back to the topic of uh, technology and humans and how they don't mix. Right. Imagine that's why 90s music to me is better because you were alone. Right. Without your phone, bro. Right. And you wrote a whole fucking album. Right, right. Yep. Yeah. Now, people can't even be a minute without their phone. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Granted, I'm I have I've been without my phone for like a while now. Yeah. But it feels good. Yeah. yeah. Because I feel like people that are always attached to this thing, they don't really have the social cues that a nineties person had. Right. Think about this. When somebody's going away and you're speaking. That means they don't want to fucking speak to you anymore. Right, yeah. right, right. In the conversation. I don't want to speak to you anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. Uh-huh, whatever. Right. Sure, yeah. sure. The, you know what I mean? It's like this whole thing. Like Body language. Uh, they're pretty much saying, shut up. Right. You know right. I mean? Please <laughs> leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But people don't catch on to those things. I have been a victim of that for right. sure. And I had to realize, oh, that's what that was. Yeah. You know, but because I grew up in a era where phones are a necessity now. Right. You know, there's a beauty in just not having that around. And then- you being alone with your thoughts. Again, 90s people and 80s people and before that, they were a lot more functional and I think they knew how to talk to people a lot more because they didn't have that with them. Yeah, you I can I mean? totally see that. Yeah, and for I, sure, man. I, I agree with you. I struggle with that in, in, in terms of- I do of, too. <laughs> in, term, in terms of, of friendship, right? Well, again, I don't have social media by choice and I, I miss out on a lot because he tells me all these stories and then, but then like I'll see somebody and they're like, hey man, how can- I don't see you on social media. Why don't we talk? And I'm like, bitch, you have my phone number. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't <laughs> call me? What's yeah. the difference between texting me and DMing me? Yeah. I, I have a none. theory. I have a theory um, that that's why you don't see a lot of uh, marriages nowadays. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because people knew how to miss each other back in the day. Imagine being without your phone for hours and you just spoke to somebody you like went on a date or not that you really like your crush, right? Yeah. Just say, um, hypothetically, and uh, you say, hey, uh, let's meet at the movies at nine. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I'll see you there. Yeah. All yeah. right. And then, you know. Anticipation. The anticipation. And then you go on that date and it goes, well, you have that kiss, right? Whatever. It sounds corny, but that's what it is, right? Yeah. And then you go nuts the next day. Yeah. Thinking about them the whole night. Mm-hmm. You can't text them. There's exactly. no phone. You have a landline. Yeah. yeah. You could talk to them on the phone all day. But when you're not there and they're not there, yeah. you're left wondering if they didn't tell you, I wonder what they're doing. Right. Yeah, right. that's true, yeah. man. You know what I mean? So I feel like uh, technology has warped our mind again yeah, yeah, big for, time. for for dating and for things like that. That's yeah. why people have options now. You can go on, on a Tinder or a Hinge, whatever it might be, and you could find a date that night, right? Yeah. Whatever you want to do, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's it, I mean, I guess that's cool, but not... Now you got really. you got to court people. You got I mean, but back in the day you had to court people. You you had to have game of some yeah, sort. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You had to have bravery to go up to somebody and be like, "Hey, uh, so how do I start start off this conversation?" <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you had to have this kind of like uh I don't know, like you couldn't be a fucking nerd in person and then have game on the internet 
and then or like you riz up this chick or something whatever right and then like uh it's going well and then you meet her and then she meets you and you're this fucking nerd yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah you know you don't know what you're doing you don't know what you're saying you're all like yeah timid and shit you know you're, that and that happens a lot you're one yeah. person here but a different person here and you're making a split personality right. of yourself like, you know like, what you, I mean? like you guys were talking about when i first walked yeah in. so for yeah. our listeners this is this was our conversation in the, in the control room and because we were talking about like black mirror and all those things and yeah. just how they connect to, to real life and and you're right dude like even when i go home like because of owning three businesses and doing all the things that i do like i i and i but i hate it though i hate it so I, I always tell my wife, I'm like, we should have a, a basket, a cell phone basket that we come in and we put it there and we leave it there so we can like connect. And you know what I mean? Dude, I'll be honest with you. My wife, and we don't, it's not to that degree, right? But when I get home, I'm I'm not on my phone. And I, really I know because I, I text you and you don't fucking respond. I don't know where it's at <laughs> half the time. When we, go, when we go to dinner, just my wife and I, well, I mean, Period. Even with my kids, there's no no ta- no phones at the table at all. But when my wife or I, and I are at dinner together, nothing. Yeah, it's just you know what I mean. And uh, uh, another thing that we spoke about, you know, never stop uh, um, going on dates with your wife. Oh, never, absolutely not. You know, yeah. are there people who you like like that in, in that way? You know, what I mean, like if you get married at some point, and you just because you you got them or you're married to them doesn't mean you got to stop doing those things that. Uh, that got you there in the first place. I think it's important to keep on dating them and to keep on doing those cool things. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude, a hundred percent. Just like jamming in a band. That's why we never stop. Yeah, Uh, motivation is a a big thing too. And by we, I mean you. (laughs) Okay. Um, No, man. You know what? Like, I feel like this has been a very deep, fun. Yeah, conversation, and I feel like these are the kinds of conversations you can only have with somebody like yourself. Thank, thank you. Because you are, you're not thinking like this. You're thinking like this. Yes. If that makes any sense, and um, just the fact that I feel that we can have these conversations. I, you know, even though we barely know each other, like I feel this connection with you that thank I you, don't man. normally feel with a lot of people. That vibration that we were talking That's about you. last time is right there. So, thank dude, you. like. I just want to say, you know, like from the bottom of my heart, like I can't thank you enough for like just coming and spending this time with us thank and you, having man. these kinds of conversations because Dude, thanks we, for having me, man. We've been really, we've had you on our mind for like a solid month. And oh, it was shit. all because I was like, dude, I met this dude. Yeah. And he showed me your woo live yeah. on stage. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I need to meet this dude. And normally I'm not like that. Normally I meet, I meet people all the time. People talk to me. It's like, yeah, cool, man. Like whatever. But it was just like this. Yeah, I don't know this connection. Like, you I'm know one of I mean? Eric's weird friends. Yeah, <laughs> well, see, that's the thing too is that Eric doesn't like a lot of people. Oh yeah, and Eric is was like, dude, like you got to meet, you know, my buddy Marco. He's gonna help us out. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. And Eric doesn't talk very highly about people, but he did talk very highly about you. So right away, I was like, huh. And then we started talking. It was like immediate, dude. It was like yeah. I've known this guy for fucking ever. Yeah, you know? I, I got to tell you, man, I'm a people person, big time, right? And I, I just, I'm a viber, right? If I don't get the vibe, I don't get it. But yeah. I'll. I'm cool with you, but what I'm trying to say is, man, is thank you for coming. Like Paul was saying, amazing experience, you, dude. I hope I have Seriously. a new friend. I fucking love you, you do, dude. Man. You're fucking awesome as shit, thank man. You, Thanks, I hope man. we can do this again, definitely. I would love to come back on, dude. Or yeah, dude, I, uh, for sure. Or, or start a band. I mean, whatever. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, me and Hector have a new band called Sword of Heaven. And Sword of Heaven, not like Sword of, but Sword. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Sword, uh, of uh, uh, sword of Heaven. That's like our, our Pelican, Isis, 
Enigma, a warship band. Okay. It's instrumental. Uh, just me and Hector. And, That's awesome, uh, dude. We're looking for somebody to drum, so we're gonna, we'll, we'll find somebody eventually. But that's um on the horizon um i'm excited for that because the whole point of that band is to have like the opposite theme of what a metal band is it has like a very angelic uh theme a very heaven uh theme to it like uh all the song names are like angel kind of things oh and, nice uh but it's still heavy it has i think a sort of heaven's a, a perfect name for the thing because you know it has that attack like right. it's still heavy but it's beautiful right yes. of course yeah yeah uh, dude i love that that's yeah. great so a uh, saber wolf new stuff will be coming up um hopefully sometime next year early next year and then sort of heaven i'm um, hopefully uh we'll be releasing that by the end of january or something okay. mm-hmm. what do you do you have I, I know we're talking about how social media sucks but anyways speaking of that do you happen to have for sort of heaven do you have uh, a social media for that already? Um, I don't. I will be making it pretty soon. Okay. Uh, the Saber Wolf does, right? A, a Saber Wolf does. A, a Saber Wolf has an Instagram and a Facebook. Um, and yeah, man. Uh, I'm excited for those kind of things. I I might be ready for my first MMA fight in in May as well. Yes, so dude, awesome. that's awesome. In May, and so that's another thing that I'm looking forward to. Uh, it's kind of weird because I don't get nervous for. No, sorry. Blah. I get nervous for jujitsu competitions. Right. I do. Right, right. But for fighting, I'm like, I can throw fucking chingasos here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that makes me feel like not even nervous. It's just excited about right, it. Right, right. Of course, like, yeah. So That's awesome. Those are the things on the horizon for me. Um, yeah. Do you want people to be able to follow you or do you have it like, is that more of a private? A war breeder is my uh, Instagram handle. Uh, you can follow me if you want. Uh, if you don't, that's cool. Is I, it just war breeder back to back? Yeah, okay. One cool. simple word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but follow Saberwolf. Uh, I'd greatly appreciate that. If it's not your cup of tea, that's cool too, man. Awesome. Really. But for again, for the people out there, Wolf is with a U, so S A B R E W U L F. Yes, yeah. Saber Wolf. Awesome, Marco. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you so it much. very much, man. Thank you, you guys. We're done. Yeah. All right. right. Are we? Yeah. We're, we're right. Right. You're the one who <laughs> finds it. Thank you. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>